Independent retail business can mean so many things these days. A brick and mortar store, an e-commerce business, a maker's online shop, a booth at an antique mall, and more. No matter which category you're in, Kathy Cruz, a fellow retail business owner and retail educator, will teach you how to market and manage your business efficiently so you can spend time doing other things you love. Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Podcast. Welcome to episode 70 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. Six ways to transition from shop owner to retail CEO. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. So if you're ever wondering either how I squeeze in this podcast with everything else that I do or what I'm doing on the days that I record the podcast episode, it's Sunday morning when I'm recording this. I'm in the middle of three loads of laundry. I just did a sink full of dishes. I normally do them the night before, but I was just too tired. Cleaning up the house, doing all the things, and here I am getting ready to record. And I'm doing this on a Sunday. Normally I take Sundays off, but tomorrow I'm getting ready to do a branding photo shoot. And I realized that maybe it would be helpful to do an episode on a branded photo shoot with a photographer, like just to how to get ready and some tips. Because I feel like I'm getting better at this every time. And I know a lot of shopkeepers probably shy away from cameras or photographers. So maybe that'll be a fun episode to do. And some more fun episodes, I want to make sure I mention this. I have four interview episodes coming up soon with shopkeepers. So that's going to change things up. That's coming in a few weeks, not next week, but it's coming in a few weeks. So I just want to make sure I mention that too. Since we've been like so, I've been so focused on some of the real business related episodes. So we're going to catch a little bit of a break here soon. But after last week's episode, I wanted to make sure that I talked about this today or in episode 70, I should say. My intention for this episode is to share some of the things that micro indie retailers can do to level up from business owner to CEO. And I get it, like the chief executive officer title probably has like a board of directors or multi-million or multi-billion dollar kind of company connotation for most of us. And I'm not not suggesting that we have to become multi-million dollar businesses, although I personally don't hate the idea. But I found a quote in an online article that does convey what I'm suggesting in all of these CEO type episodes. And we'll be sure to link the article in the show notes. But it said, a company may need its founder to manage day-to-day tasks in the early phases of its development. But there comes a point when that founder needs to be more of a captain and less of a sailor. So yes, I guess what I'm saying here is I'm trying to take you from sailor to captain. Pretty simple and clear, right? So first, I want to start off with a shopkeeper shout out. And this one's short and sweet and comes from a hardware store owner. I don't think I've ever heard or or worked with a hardware store owner. So I thought this was pretty cool. The title of the podcast review was Great Retail Show. And the reviewer gave me five stars, which I appreciate. And this is what the review said. Again, nice and short and sweet. It said, this is Joe Consford, owner of HardwareOnTheSquare.com. I listen every week and I have learned a lot. Thanks for great information every week. And then, of course, I visited HardwareOnTheSquare.com. And it looks like a family-owned business in Texas and they have two locations. And I have to comment on their San Augustine. I think that's how you say it. 
San Augustine location. It must be a historic location because the storefront is incredibly nostalgic. It's exactly what you would picture when you think of an old Texas hardware store. It's so cool. So I just wanted to make sure I mention that. If you visit their website, you'll see Joe's store. So Joe, thanks for listening and thanks for the five-star review. I really appreciate it. All right, let's get started on this episode because I think this is going to be a little bit longer than usual too. So many of us, when we open or start our businesses, many of us have done this without a business plan, a formal education, I've talked about this before many, many times, or even without any guidance of a mentor or mentorship, I guess I should say. And let me tell you, this is not a judgy statement. This was me. It's exactly how I started my own business. I didn't have any of those things. And there are probably tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of retail business owners who open this way too. When we open, we tend to think about our passion and helping customers, and we try to keep things really simple and basic, like manually tagging or pricing our products, a basic cash register drawer that isn't fancy or doesn't have any bells and whistles, uh, maybe even just a plain cash register or the most basic of -of point-of-sale systems, and then maybe even a spreadsheet to track finances. We sometimes blend personal finances with business finances. We usually work alone or maybe with a partner. And we think so small when we start that we don't even consider the thought of working with other experts or hiring other people to help us. So now, of course, I want to add that this is different for everyone because you might be sitting there saying like, no, that's not how I started my business. I see some micro retail independent store owners who start way more prepared and set themselves up as the retail CEO from the start or early on. And it's incredible. Shout out to each of you. There's currently a Shopkeepers Lab member who is doing this exact thing. She recently stopped in my store and we had a conversation and she told me all the things that she was doing. And I was so impressed and so happy for her because she's way ahead in terms of where I was when I opened my store. So shout out to all of you that do this. I want to make sure that I mention you because not everyone starts the way I started, right? So today I want to cover some of the things that you can start doing if the way I started is the way you started or the way you're currently starting. I want to cover some of the things that you can start doing to transition from store owner to retail CEO. But first, I want to talk about the fears that keep us from up up leveling. And I'm going to quickly cover these. But the first one is usually the fear of investing money. And this is particularly strong fear for bootstrapping business owners. And these are the shopkeepers who pay cash for everything along the way. They haven't taken out loans and they slowly grow their businesses. This is how my sister and I started our business and we still have no debt. We like to keep it this way. So my first point There's nothing wrong with starting and growing a business by bootstrapping, but if you want to grow, you'll have to start treating your business and yourself differently. It doesn't necessarily mean getting a loan, but you will have to start investing money to up-level. More on this in a bit. The next fear is lack of knowledge. I don't know, those words I don't know, can really keep a business owner stuck. When you tell yourself I don't know how to do this, or I don't know how to do that. 
You're only keeping yourself stuck in procrastination, and procrastination is simply delaying or putting off tasks. Why do shopkeepers procrastinate? <laughs> because it feels good to the brain. Well, most of the brain, and I don't, I don't want to get too scientific here. I'll have a lot of time management episodes coming up, but we have to start practicing or making decisions really from our prefrontal cortex. And this is that only makes up 10% of our brains, but this is where we make executive decisions. So when we talk, when I talk about time management, I'll talk about this a lot. We just have to start shifting where we make those decisions from. And it, that means getting out of the I don't know phase. But for a lot of us, it's the lack of knowledge or the fear of not knowing that keeps us from up-leveling. This episode is brought to you by Tundra. Tundra is an online marketplace for retailers in the U.S. and Canada. What I really like about Tundra is that they eliminate transaction fees and markups, and as a result, Tundra empowers their community of buyers and suppliers to keep reinvesting in themselves. As a shop small advocate and a buyer for my own retail store, I appreciate that the makers aren't taking a hit on their profit margin when I order from them on Tundra. From home decor to beauty and fashion, there are hundreds and at this point probably even thousands of suppliers to buy from. If you're a brick and mortar store owner and you open a new account, you'll get 15% off everything on the site for your first 30 days. And that's up to $300 in savings per brand. If you're a maker and you want to sell on Tundra, you'll want to go ahead and use the same link too. But to get this offer, visit SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash Tundra. SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash Tundra for the special link. The next one is shame around a situation. And man, this one comes up so often. And sometimes shopkeepers don't even realize it. Shame seems to come up the most around bookkeeping and finances. There are lots of shopkeepers who have been in business for years but haven't set up a bookkeeping system or hired it out, and they have years of messy numbers, intermingled with personal finances, stacks and stacks of receipts, mismanagement maybe of finances by other family, family members who had good intentions and tried to help but just didn't set things up correctly. It can be a hot mess for some shopkeepers. And they have so much shame around that that they simply just choose to avoid it. I've seen and heard this situation so many times. And I'll be doing a full episode on this topic, so I don't want to go down our rabbit hole because I could easily do that on this. But it's just really important to get out of that shameful place and just move forward. You really can. I have faith in you. It's more important to not worry about the shame, easier said than done, right? And to worry about the benefits of pushing through that fear and the results that you'll get from it. Next one is time investment. Last but not least, of course, it's one of my favorite topics. But some shopkeepers are drowning in so many other tasks that they can't even fathom investing a substantial amount of time on something like, for example, setting up a full inventory management system. That feels very scary to them. Lastly, I should add that many shopkeepers, including me, have feared all four of these. Plus, a master shopkeeper, when I asked this question in the group, she added the fear of getting it wrong. And I can't agree more, but I, along with many other shopkeepers, chose or choose to push through the discomfort so we can push forward because we want our businesses to grow. So we did what we needed to do. 
Okay, so here are the six ways you can transition from a shop owner to a retail CEO. One, set up a robust inventory system. Yes, like a legitimate system with SKUs, the cost of each item, the retail price, literally listing everything in the system that your store owns in terms of merchandise that you're going to sell. Knowing your inventory data will help you understand what categories or products are performing well. And trust me when I say this, if if you've listened to previous episodes before, you've heard me say it. If you're new here, this will be the first time you're hearing me say it, but you think you know what's going on in your business until you run reports. I personally am always surprised when I run reports, both in inventory and bookkeeping. But setting up a full inventory system will help you with buying decisions and planning for your business. The next thing you can do to set yourself up as a CEO is to find an insurance agent. You know, are you fully insured? Is everything in your store or in your work studio covered? Your inventory, your equipment, your skills, your services, they all have value and should be insured to protect yourself and your customers. Number three is to hire a bookkeeper and a tax accountant. And if you hire a bookkeeper who's familiar with retail business models, they will ask you for the right pieces of information, especially before tax season. Your tax accountant will ask you the right questions too, things you may have never considered or even considered tracking, especially when it comes to tax time. So we recently had a conversation in Master Shopkeepers about comps. And in my own store, we comp things that are damaged, shrinkage, which also means things that are stolen, for example, or we think might've been stolen. We cover in-store use. So we use a lot of paint and paint-related supplies for custom services. We track all of that. And for a couple years, not only did we not track it, but we didn't count that on our taxes or in our bookkeeping. So, I mean, there are quite a few other things, but I just want to mention that when you're doing the bookkeeping, you may not think of these things, but an experienced bookkeeper who's experienced with other retail businesses will be sure to ask you all of those things. And this is the information that's used to create your profit and loss statement and your balance sheet. And both of these are extremely valuable tools for retailers. So you want to get these as, I guess, as correct as possible, right? And even if you don't hire a bookkeeper, maybe you have the financial background or the know-how, but you haven't taken the time to set up your systems. And I want to stress that this part of your business is too important to neglect. So you either need to start doing it or you need to delegate it. Again, full episode on this coming up soon. But recently, a master shopkeeper said this. And I want to quote her because it's important. She said, I've spent all weekend understanding and compiling my first real, like with real numbers, quarter profit and loss and balance sheet. And she said, wow, I always thought I knew my numbers. And then she went on to say, like, we sold X amount in quarter one and I have X amount in the bank. So she thought she was doing great. And then she went on to say, let's just say that now I have all accounting completely up to date and we are rethinking a lot. It's not, this is me speaking now, (laughs) not the master shopkeeper. It's not enough just to know your monthly revenue. It really isn't. And like I mentioned earlier, 
I will do a whole episode on this topic, so I'm going to move on. Number four is to work with an attorney. Attorneys can help with several legal aspects of running a business, like your business structure. You know, you might be an LLC, you might want to set up as S Corp. I can't guide you on that, but an attorney can help in that situation. An attorney can help with setting up partnerships or operating agreements, filing for trademarks, And for a lot of the makers out there, maybe, or for brands that really want to grow, you know, trademarks might be an important part of your business plan. If you plan to sell your business, are things in place for an exit strategy? Again, that's somewhere, it's something an attorney can help with. And this one may not be business related, kind of it is, but it's still important. Attorneys can also help you set up wills or trusts. This episode is brought to you by Flowdesk. Email marketing shouldn't be so hard. That's what I thought for years when I struggled using another software program to design and send emails for my retail store. Then Flowdesk came along. Now it's so easy to design and send beautifully branded emails to our customers that convert into sales. I also use Flowdesk to send the Savvy Shopkeeper newsletter. Flowdesk is a woman-owned company and the software is in beta, which means they're still new and building some features, but personally, I have loved it. If you have an email list of over a thousand or more subscribers and you send emails to your customers pretty regularly, you know the monthly price for email marketing can add up. At this time, Flowdesk is offering unlimited subscribers and unlimited emails for $38 a month. But I have a special offer for you. You can have unlimited subscribers and send unlimited emails for only $19 a month. To get half off the monthly price of $38, yes, that's only $19 a month, visit SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash Flowdesk for a special link. That's SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash Flowdesk, F-L-O-D-E-S-K. Number five is to add a financial advisor to your team of experts. This is probably where things like really start to get scary because now I've talked about accountants, I've talked about uh, attorneys, and now I'm talking about financial advisors. But I really want you to start considering your financial wealth or health. You can work with a financial advisor to discuss personal investments, potential real estate investments or even retirement planning. And I will say that I think I've asked this before in the group and shopkeepers just kind of laugh. They make jokes about, about this if I ask the question and I'm dead serious. I want, you know, most of us to have some type of nest egg, some something that we can lean on or that we can enjoy retirement with. This is something that I won't joke about. I am dead serious. Don't underestimate the power of starting small or even starting something when you're 50. It's not too late. Not that 50 is old. I'm almost there. So don't think I'm judging you on age either. I guess the point is, it's just, it's never too late to start. And I can tell as I started working on this episode that I am even more inspired and motivated to keep talking about these things. Like I'm just genuinely passionate about helping others build their businesses and hopefully some wealth. And wealth is relative. I get it. It doesn't have to mean millions. Wealth is different for all of us. And I'm far from a financial advisor, 
And I, but I do have regular retirement investments in place for my former 20-year career. And maybe some of you do. Actually, I know some of you do. But one thing that I did for myself a few years ago after I left my career was just to set up the Acorns app. And I don't know if you've ever heard of this app. We'll link it in the show notes. But it's an investment app that lets people automatically invest spare change from debit and credit card purchases. There are lots of robo-advisor platforms that we can start investing in, and I'll do an episode on this in the future. But this app was just like literally me rounding up spare change, and then I think like on and off on occasions, I would invest in an extra $5 a week. Well, I recently looked, and I have almost $3,000 in that account. And this, trust me, for some of you, you might be like, wow, that's great. And for some others, you're like, wow, that's nothing. I guess my point is, I didn't notice that that the spare change was missing and I didn't notice that that $5 a week was missing from my account, but look at what it's built up to. I mean, that's a nice little nest egg, nothing massive and nothing I can retire on, but still I'm not frowning down on that 3K. I think it's great. So we could even do little things like that to get going. Maybe it's not a financial advisor right right away, but maybe it's doing something to invest in your future. And then number six is to create a system for team building. If you want your business to grow, it means letting go of control. And some of you are cringing right now because there are so many of you who I see and I hear say that you can't let go of the control. I know of one shopkeeper in particular, she's a master shopkeepers who would say this all the time, and now you should see her business. It's incredible. So if you want to grow, you have to let go. I'm going to create a graphic with that. (laughs) If you want to grow, you have to let go. So start building your system for hiring, or if you have hired, maybe you have a couple team members in place, a system for managing that team. So what do I mean by this? Like it's an employee handbook. You want that in place. You want to start building documents for hiring. You want a simple application, a tool for writing job descriptions. You want to set up operation docs. And these are your standard operating procedures. And these should be in place for you, your manager, other team members, And most of you know how strongly I feel about systems. They are one of the most effective tools for time management to help your business run efficiently and effectively. So start setting that system up. It's actually, even if you're just a one woman or one man show right now, but you know in a year or two you want to start hiring, there's nothing wrong with getting all that stuff set up now. If anything, it's helpful. So to recap, here are six ways you can transition from shop owner to retail CEO. One, set up that inventory system. Two, find an insurance agent. Three, hire a bookkeeper and a tax accountant. Four, work with an attorney. Five, add a financial advisor to the mix. And six, create a system for team building. If you are telling yourself that you don't know where to begin or who to turn to or who to hire for any of the above, I'm calling your bluff. (laughs) Yep. This is the part of the episode where I share some tough love because I care. I genuinely care. You have fellow business owners to ask. Maybe a chamber of commerce that you can turn to for business referrals. 
I especially call your bluff if you're a Shopkeepers Lab or Master Shopkeepers member. You have up to 150 group members to ask how-to questions, to ask for recommendations or referrals, and you have access to access to resources in the academy in the lab itself, like a downloadable worksheet that has a set of questions you can ask when you're interviewing potential bookkeepers. This was a document that was generously given to us by Sarah of WE Profit Foundry, and we'll link her website in the show notes. You also have access to an employee handbook template. This was generously donated by a fellow group member, and you have access to other human resource-related documents and templates. Like, there's actually quite a bit in there. And that's just to name a few. You have access to so much. Just ask. If you don't know where to find it, if you haven't logged into the, uh, the lab in the academy since you joined the group, just ask. Someone will point you in the right direction. I will point you in the right direction. I don't want you wasting time trying to find resources. If you need something, ask, and I'm sure you'll get the help. I know firsthand how we can keep ourselves small because our brains want to be comfortable, except our hearts are ready to play big. So go play big. If you want to see the show notes to this episode or find links to anything I mentioned, visit my blog at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 70. And if you're ready to start playing big and you want the support and resources provided in our groups and in the academy, visit ShopkeepersAcademy.com. We'll link it in the show notes. You can join the Shopkeepers Lab today for $19 a month. And I'm mentioning this before the price goes up because it will go up. There's so much valuable information just in that group and in the academy alone. If you've been waiting to apply to join Master Shopkeepers, that group will open again to new members in June. But you can join the lab first. You know, my thought is like, why wait? Join the lab. And if you're ready and when you're ready to apply apply for Master Shopkeepers, you can do that. And if you want to work one-on-one with me, I have coaching spots open again. Again, we'll have the Academy linked in the show notes, but it's shopkeepersacademy.com. If you find this podcast helpful, please share it or take time to leave a rating and review. Uh, I think it has to be done on Apple Podcasts. It means so much to me. Also, if you haven't heard, we're currently choosing one name every month from those that submit podcast reviews on Apple Podcasts. This person will get a 30-minute call with me and I'll help answer questions and coach you regarding your retail business. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate all of you. This podcast has been growing and I know from the responses and the feedback I've been getting that you guys are finding it helpful and I'm so glad you do. Until the next episode, be savvy and boss up.